Welcome to Renew You, the evolution of her podcast, where we empower women to embrace their journey of holistic well-being and spiritual growth. I'm your host, Rachel Holtz, and I'm absolutely thrilled and thankful that you decided to join me today. Together, we'll dive into insightful discussions, uncover practical tips and tools, and explore the scriptures as well as real life stories to support you on your path of renewal. So if you're ready to embark on this life-changing, transformative journey with me, let's dive in. Well, hello, everyone. Praise the Lord, and welcome back to Renew You, the Evolution of Her podcast. Today is Monday, July 23rd, 2023. I hope you enjoyed your Independence Day. If you are here in the States, United States of America, where I'm located, we um, celebrated um, Independence Day. Um, so in honor of that, actually, today we are going to be discussing food freedom. Um, you know, food is so much more than just food or fuel for our bodies. It carries emotional, cultural and social significance. But for many of us, it can also be a source of confusion, guilt and restriction. So in this episode, we are going to explore how we can break free from the chains of food and embrace a healthy and balanced relationship with what we eat, what we drink. And so I decided to name this episode actually Our Daily Bread. So um, I'm sure everybody's familiar with that scripture. Um, give us our day, our, um, give us our um, daily bread, right? Um, and so when we talk about our daily bread, this uh, phrase actually serves as a reminder on our dependence on God for all aspects of our lives and highlights the importance of seeking his provision and his guidance in our daily journey um, that we rely on him for our daily sustenance both uh, physical and spiritual so when we learn how to listen to our bodies um, unique needs like cravings you know both good and bad you know craving carbs sugar as well as salt and different things like that and actually what those things uh, mean but um and how it relates to different food choices that support our overall um, well-being without falling into the trap of following um, diets or strict rules. And so I'm sure many of you listening to this, um, you know, have done diets before, probably are on a diet right now. Um, but I strongly encourage you to um, just um, keep an open mind as we go through this episode actually today and uh, start thinking about food as a source of nourishment, right? Because um, here's the thing, when your body is healthy, um, you will actually lose weight naturally. And so you don't have to focus on uh, counting carbs, cutting calories, and all those types of things that uh, those uh, fad diets kind of hold us to. So just focusing on nourishing our body. So that's the key takeaway, one of them, actually, for this episode. So we'll also be discussing practical strategies for creating a positive food environment, right, and breaking free, like I said, from emotional eating patterns, which we discussed a little bit before with uh, devotional eating. Um, and you'll notice, you know, uh, a lot of these things dovetail, right, and they just become repetitive because, that, you know, it is what it is, right? We talk about the four pillars of wellness, um, nutrition being one of the um, main pillars, right? And so, you know, they overlap and, you know, one is um, dependent on, 
the other. So none of these really exist in isolation, but it takes really all four of them working together um, in harmony, right? Because uh, we are built on a system of balance and harmony, right? In order for things to operate um, as we are designed to. So um, understanding uh, the impact of stress and emotions on our mood and food, right? And so, or our food choices rather. Um, so again, but you know, food freedom goes beyond the physical aspect. It's about nourishing, like I said, nourishing our minds as well as our spirit. So that's why I named this our daily bread because, um, you know, above all, right. Um, nourishing our spirit is most important because that's, uh, that's what lives on forever (laughs) after our body, uh, goes back to the dust. So, um, anyway, so we're going to explore um, briefly the powerful connection between food, uh, again, in our mental health and well-being, discuss how certain nutrients can support like brain health, gut health, um, again, mood, um, as well as common misconceptions. Uh, we'll touch on that a little bit um, and myths surrounding food and nutrition. Um, and we'll separate, again, the fact from the fiction, empowering ourselves with evidence-based uh, information. And so... Yeah, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right in. You know, just keep in mind, we want to break those chains, right? Um, uh, Embrace food freedom and renew yourself, right, from the inside out. So today, um, the main scripture for today, uh, actually have two of them, but we're going to start off with 1 Corinthians 10 and 31, where... uh, Paul is actually talking about, um, he addresses the divisions among the believers, right? Um, he's in Corinth, um, Corinth, right? And so he had left and he was, um, you know, on another assignment and actually, you know, heard back, uh, in Corinth that there were some things going on. And so he had to address, um, uh, the, the, the divisions. Um, and actually there were a couple of them. Um, one of them had to do with food, sexual integrity, um, uh, worship gatherings, and uh, the resurrection. But um, the scripture basically reads, you know, so whatever, uh, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, right, um, just keeping it in context here, par- uh, paraphrasing that you want to do it all to the glory of God. <clears throat> so, again, Paul is addressing the problems in the church in Corinth, not, um, uh, because, you know, they were divided. Some were following Paul, Apollos and Peter. And, you know, um, as it relates to food, right. I'm not going to get into, you know, don't eat shrimp, don't eat pork and do all those things because that's something that you have to come to terms with, um, you know, spiritually in your walk and in your life and how it relates to, you know, your health and well-being and different things like that. But just overall, um, you know, want to touch on it um, just as it relates to, you know, food, what they were speaking to in this context, uh, you know, in the believers, they were talking about meat um, from animals that were being sacrificed um, into the, in the uh, local temples to Greek gods or Greek and Roman gods. And so the scripture uh, reminds us of the importance of honoring God in every aspect of our lives, including eating and drinking habits. And so it encourages us, right, to approach our meals and choices to glorify God 
looking at it through the lens of the gospel. So that's what I really want you to take away from this in the practical application. Um, um, you know, as it relates to the scripture, not taking away from the essence of what it was that Paul was addressing in the church. I just wanted to make a differentiation um, there um, because, you know, that stands by itself, right? Um, it is, it, it was written at that time to address, again, like I said, um, you know, if what they were eating at the time, you know, if it was confusing or if it was offensive to another brother, then it was like, Hey, don't, don't eat it because it, it was an issue then. So, but again, like I said, the main takeaway in terms of the practical application, what I want you to really, um, internalize is it encourages us to approach our meals and choices, right. And choices to glorify God, looking at it through the lens of the gospel, not changing with the wording of that scripture, right. Or the context of what that means. But, um, just looking at what we're doing, right, is, and it should be looked at in every aspect of our life, right, and what we're doing is it honoring and glorifying God, so in discussing fruit freedom, right, this scripture reinforces the idea that our relationship with food should not be centered solely on our desires or indulgences, right, but should align with God's principles, so um, I'm sure you've heard that saying, do you eat to live or do you live to eat, right? I mean, that, that's not saying that you can't enjoy, you know, cake or pie or different things like that, you know, um, you know, every once in a while. But uh, do you just, uh, you know, are you eating? Are you making mindful choices when you eat to nourish your body, right? Because, uh, you know, if you just have a steady, a steady, whatever you have a steady diet of, good or bad, right? It's going to affect you. So again, if you have a steady diet of carbs and sweets and different things like that, then guess what? It's going to show up, right? It's going to show up in your health. It's going to show up in your weight and different things like that. So, and then that would be on the indulgent side rather than, um, you know, uh, aligning what, with the principles, right? Do everything in, in moderation, right? Moderation is the key. Moderation, balance, keeping those things in mind, um, you know, as we, make our food choices, right? That, uh, that align with his design in honoring our bodies, which is his temple, right? So we can demonstrate our reverence for him through our eating habits, right? Um, again, this verse also reminds us that our daily activities such as, uh, are not to be separate from our spiritual lives. And so, um, you know, uh, when we read the word of God, right, that's spiritual food, right? That nourishes our spirit, right? That helps us to um, grow in the things of God and it strengthens our spirit. And so, um, you know, and just think what happens when we don't read, right? When we don't take the time to dedicate um, the time and focus that we need to how our spiritual life suffers from that, right? How we feel a little bit astray. I mean, you know, hey, I, I raised my hand, right? Um, like I said, it always hits me first <laughs> before I pass it on to you, right? Um, how we can feel, um, you know, spiritually estranged from God, right? Because that's how he communicates with us, right? Through prayer, through our work, through his word, right? Um, 
you know, not when we get in trouble and we just try to go to a scripture and find like, oh, what does it say about this? But actually, right, a relationship, right? Because there's, you know, um, well, you know, so many stories, so many examples. So, you know, this is this is more necessary than our necessary food. That's what the scripture says about, right, our daily bread, right? Um, and so, again, you know, it's not to separate um, or keeping in context that the by uh, reading the word of God is to nourish our spirit, just like eating food, uh, the right foods actually to nourish our body. So, um, you know, and again, keep in mind in doing these things, how both of them actually brings glory to God and it invites us to be mindful of our choices and to seek balance and a healthy approach um, to nourish our bodies and uh, our spirit continuously. So when we adopt this mindset of glorifying God in our food choices, we become more intentional, right, about the foods that we consume, considering their impact over on our overall health and well-being. Um, and I'm sure that you could probably think of instances in your life, right, where you've slacked off and you know, different things, you know, stacked off in your eating habits, because I hate to use the word diet, because your diet is actually what you eat on a regular basis. So, but, you know, just think about how your body feels when you do um, uh, go off the path a little bit, right, and start eating, you know, not so healthy foods all the time. And so how your body, you know, you know, bloating, gas, and all kinds of things start to show up. So the same thing starts to happen, right? We're out of balance. That's what the thing is. Healthy and balanced, right? When those things start to show up, those are signs and signals that our body is telling us that something is not right, right? And so that's what that is all about. So again, the scripture encourages us to approach our meals with gratitude, mindfulness, moderation, right? Recognizing that our bodies, again, um, are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So as we're um, you know, as believers, we understand that the Holy Spirit dwells within us. For those of you who do, um, are recipients of the Holy Ghost, according to, um, the book of Acts 2.38, if you're not familiar with that scripture, actually go back and pick it up. Um, that's when the church started on the day of Pentecost. Um, and so if you haven't had that, that, that experience, um, I encourage you to, again, look it up. It's Acts, the book of Acts 2, 38. Actually, you can just read the whole uh, chapter 2. And it talks about the, the Holy Spirit and um, how you can be a recipient of that. So, um, so again, our bodies are to serve as a sacred dwelling place for God's presence, right? And so how do we nourish our bodies? Um, keeping that in mind, right? So with this understanding, we are called to honor and respect our bodies by making conscious choices about what we eat, what we drink, and by treating our bodies as the temple, right, of the Holy Spirit. We can cultivate a mindset of stewardship, taking care of ourselves physically, emotionally, spiritually and this includes nourishing ourselves again with foods that nourish our mind our body practicing self-control um self-care you know all of those things are actually a part of it right and being um you know diligent 
and, and mindful of it, right? So, um, the second scripture I actually wanted to touch on again, um, I should, probably should make fun of this is our hallmark, hallmark scripture actually, because it is Romans 12 and 1. Um, and again, a very familiar portion of God's word that says, therefore, I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your, your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable or pleasing to God, right? Which is your true and proper or your reasonable service. So again, in this context of discussing food freedom, it encourages us to offer our bodies, eating habits and choices as an act of worship. Um, it challenges us to align our food choices with his will, treating our bodies as holy, right? And pleasing to him, um, a vessel of honor, right? And not dishonor. So, uh, this involves making again, intentional, mindful decisions about what we consume. Can't reiterate that enough. Um, on a daily basis and so by viewing our bodies um you know in this manner it just really help us helps us to stay in alignment right i think that's the main um another main takeaway that we can um you know get from this is that you know alignment is so important like um you know again i don't know how it is that you feel when when you when you're not aligned right i think i used an example of going to the chiropractor the other day um, that, you know, when we, uh, the chiropractor's sole purpose is to, you know, with all the adjustments and everything, your body's out of alignment, right? And so that's why you have muscle imbalances and different things like that. So when they adjust you, right, it's painful, right? Because the body wants to stay out of alignment because it's comfortable. It's adapted, right? It's adapted in an unhealthy environment. And that's why you have pain. And so the chiropractor is actually trying to readjust you or align you back to as much as quote you know quote unquote normal as you can be or um but again you know that process is painful as well so you know keep that in mind too right this is not an overnight process that's why we call this a journey right but as we go through it and we continue to walk through this um, you know, aligning, doing our actions, our words and our deeds, are they, uh, are, are they in alignment with what the scripture has to say about living, about, you know, our finances, about, um, our relationships, about work, about raising our kids, about, um, you know, everything, right? Alignment. So, I mean, I know this episode is where we're talking about, you know, food, um, but really this spans the, um, you know, the spectrum of all of those other things, right? Because, you know, um, we're whole beings, right? And those things impact our life. It, it impacts us emotionally, um, which affects our food choices. Um, um, you know, it impacts um, how stressed we are about different situations, which, again, um, influences our food choices. It uh, affects, you know, our moods, Um right? You stress that about your finances, um, right? Um, make bad food choices if you're not sleeping, right? And so, you know, again, you know, alignment is the key. Alignment is the key to, uh, this, right? Aligning with his will. Um, 
and making choices that reflect um, what the scriptures say and different things like that, right? His values. We participate in a lifestyle of worship that encompasses every aspect of our lives, including our relationship with food. So as it relates to uh, the practical application, right? We talk about fit principles, right? Fit for the kingdom, F-I-T-T, frequency, intensity, time and type. So uh, frequency, right? Increasing the frequency of embracing healthy imbalance. How often do we do this, right? Relationship with what we eat. This can involve making conscious choices that align. Just talked about that with our overall well-being on a regular basis rather than sporadically. So again, when we talk about, like I said, I hate to use the word diet, but actually in the Greek, what diet actually means is way of life. So what you do on a continuous basis is your diet. So uh, making mindful, healthy choices on a regular basis, right? If you do that 95, 99, 90% of the time, then that, you know, half a percent or one percent of you know eating a cake uh, eating some cake or some cookies or something like that it's not going to make a huge bit of difference because we're looking at how we're eating on a regular basis uh, or the frequency of it right um, so intensity when we talk about intensity embracing um, uh, the concept of intuitive what I call intuitive or mindful eating um, it really involves increasing our awareness and our connection with our bodies during meal or during uh, when we eat. So this really means like engaging, um, you know, what the food tastes like, right? How we prepare our foods, what spices that we use and different things like that. You know, if you're having blood sugar problems, do you put cinnamon on your food? And like, you know, there's so many herbs and spices and different things like that that we could use to help make our food like food eating healthy um you know it's actually quite uh quite interesting and you know um what can i say uh i'm trying to find a word for it it can be uh well if you're not a foodie (laughs) um you know, quite interesting because I think there's just, just so many different flavors, right? Italian food, Thai food, Japanese food, Korean food, um, just so many different tastes, like, right? I mean, just think about how we are designed, um, you know, our taste buds, uh, savory, sweet, sour, uh, bitter, and all those different things, like all those things, like they do something for our bodies. And so, Different foods actually bring those things out, right? Bitter, bitter foods or bitter herbs, right? You hear that talk about in the scripture, bitter herbs. Uh, actually, uh, uh, bitterness. Uh, I'll just touch on that really quick. has to Has to do with um, uh, the bitter herbs when uh, when they were in bondage, the children of Israel were in bondage in Egypt, um, right in the Passover, and they were talking about uh, the bitter herbs to do that in remembrance, right? Of, of what they experienced when they were um, in bondage and the bitterness of uh, sin and the bitterness of being in bondage. And so, but actually bitter, you know, the bitter herbs actually help with, or the bitterness actually helps with digestion. And and so I'll give you a little homework assignment. <laughs> Go ahead and look that up, right? Um, 
but anyway, like I said, um, taste buds actually, you know, just awakening, awakening your taste buds, uh, with eating, right. And experiencing the different tastes of foods and different things like that. It actually can be quite exciting. So, um, again, so that would be the intensity, um, of that engaging, being present, putting down your phone, engaging in conversation. I mean, we don't have family time and, you know, sitting down and enjoying dinner with our families, you know, anymore because everybody's just, you know, for the most part, just so busy, right? Just so busy. Can't, can't do it. Right. Or if you're are sitting down at the table, you have your phone in your hand and looking at Instagram and, you know, I've been guilty of that, but I really do try to make a, a conscious effort. That's why I talk about it. Right to just be mindful, right? Uh, paying attention to our body's hunger cues and fullness cues. And so here's the thing too. So um, just touch on hormones a little bit. So the hormone uh, leptin and ghrelin, right? Your hunger in full hormones. When you're so busy um, or when you don't really take the time to enjoy your food or take the time to chew your food and different things like that, those hormone signals... Um, get turned off because, uh, it's a sensory thing, right? Um, you know, if you're eating and you're drinking, right. Uh, at the same time, you're, it takes a while for that signal to kind of get through because, um, you know, it's being diluted, so to speak, right. Pun intended, uh, by what it is that you're drinking. And so you want to take a minimum, at least 30 minutes to eat, um, no more than an hour, right. Um, a little tip there to help you know, to reset your hormones, mindful eating is a thing, right? And that's actually something that I teach uh, during my transformation, uh, Renew the Transformation course as it relates to the nutrition. So um, keep that in mind uh, as well. So again, paying attention to your body, hunger and fullness cues. If they're not working, then it could be some other hormone thing um, that's going on. If you're just constantly hungry all the time, you know, it could be triggered by stretch or uh, stress, right? Because you will be hungry, right? Um, so those hormones uh, are affected by stress as well. And so, again, if you have any questions about that, you can reach out to me and I'll be happy to discuss that with you. But moving on to number three, time, allocating time for self-reflection and understanding our body's unique needs. This is a, an essential aspect of breaking free from food bondage, right? And really taking the time, like I said, to listen to your body, the emotional triggers, that is huge, right? Are you having, uh, you know, something is triggering it, right? Almost everybody has, you know, and I really hate to use the word emotional eating, um, but I know it's a thing for a lot of people, so I don't want to diminish it or minimize it, you know, because if you do or if you suffer with it yourself, right? But I want to keep, want you to think about this as well. Like I said, keeping an open mind that we are all emotional eaters, okay? And what I mean by that is that, you know, we celebrate, and you've probably heard me talk about this before, we celebrate around food. Um, We get together around food, right? Baby showers, weddings, bar mitzvahs, happy hour, sad hour, funerals, Um, you know, and the list goes on, but keep in mind, all those things are tied to emotions, happy, sad, um, you know, graduation, you know, so, Hey, let's celebrate. Let's go out to eat. Where do you want to eat? Right. Um, 
So again, you could always kind of uh, tie it uh, food or an event to food somehow. So, you know, just in a broader spec, just keep that, you know, in the back of your mind. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, uh, comfort food, like if you've gone through some type of trauma, um, you know, the same thing, right? You're, uh, because different type of foods do something to your brain, right? You're just like, oh, it's a comfort food because it's targeting that part of your brain, right? That's saying that this makes me feel good, right? Um, what we call the uh, feel good center of the brain. And so what happens is that that habit gets reinforced over and over again by making, um, even if it's related to a, a trauma or traumatic event, uh, that you may have suffered in your childhood or something like that. So, um, just be mindful of that. So making food choices that, you know, support your well-being is crucial in establish, establishing a healthier relationship with food. So again, if that's something that you struggle with, please reach out to me and, you know, we'll take a look at your situation and discuss, you know, how maybe the program can help you, um, you know, break free from, you know, that bondage, right. Um, and, and get into a different, uh, relationship with food to where you can actually enjoy food for what it is, right. For what it was designed for, um, and not use it. Uh, you know, some people use alcohol and, uh, you know, drugs or, or different things like that. Um, you know, and other people use food, but it, it's the same thing at the end of the day in how you're using food, um, in what aspect. And so the fourth one would be tight breaking food again from the chains of food by embracing a healthy and balanced, healthy and balanced relationship with food, right? By exploring the different types of nourishment and understanding the impact that um, the types of nourishment have on our body. So, um, you know, it means moving away from restrictive diets and strict rules and instead making food choices that support your well-being eating for emotional, um, sorry, not emotional health, but hormone health, blood sugar balance, uh, eating to support your adrenal glands. So if you're stressed, like if you're craving salt or different things like that, you know, that could be a sign of imbalance eating to control your, you know, inflammation. Cause that will actually, you know, that's another thing. Um, I think I said a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, I, I was in a car accident so I have inflammation in my, in my body. Right. And so, um, how, I eat to help control the inflammation in my body makes a difference, right? Um, you know, because how, you know, and we'll talk about in the secular world, like how does, uh, you know, we're prescribed medicine, right? To control inflammation, right? Inflammatory NSAIDs, um, ibuprofen or, or different things like that um, to control inflammation, but we can actually eat foods that can help control inflammation in our body as well, right? Uh, ginger, uh, different things like that. Turmeric, uh, are, these are natural things that we can eat to help actually help, uh, reduce inflammation in our body. So th that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about, right? Um, again, I mentioned cinnamon in terms of controlling your blood sugar, depending on where you are, you know, with your hormones and imbalance are a lot of people are dealing with, uh, uh insulin resistance, right? Um, the type of carbs that you eat is important. Type, food type, food timing, 
um, and those things like that. And again, I go over that in my um, transformation program specifically as it relates to you and what's going on with your body and what imbalances that you may be going, uh, may be faced with. I actually have a good friend, a really good friend, uh, uh, dear to me, that's actually, uh, she just finished up radiation. And so, you know, uh, eating to support, you know, somebody who's just gone through, you know, treatment for cancer or, you know, if you have cancer, right. Um, a lot of people don't know that sugar actually, uh, feeds cancer cells. And so, um, you know, if you're going through radiation, like your body is, you know, it's really trying to rebuild it, right. Rebuilding like nourishment, rest, all that is so important, right. To just get your body back to where, um, you know, all the, the, the effects of radiation that have, uh, that has wreaked havoc on your body. So again, um, that's, that's the key takeaway from that, right? Um, type of food, right? Or type breaking the chains, um, and embracing food freedom and, and health imbalance, um, looking at food in a, through a different lens. Right. And so, um, we could do that by, right learning to let go of restrictive dieting um, practices and embracing more intuitive approach to eating, right? Instead of viewing food as good or bad, we can focus on nourishing our bodies with a variety of foods. And so, uh, you know, just, it's really a mindset shift, uh, really a mindset shift, right? Just looking at food differently. Um, you know, the diet culture, and I have to apologize for being in the health and fitness industry. You know, we've done a really good job of, you know, follow this list, follow that list, you know, do this is instead of really teaching you how to eat to nourish your mind and your body. Right. And so that's why I decided to take a step back years ago and say, hey, you know, something's going on with this because, you know, I could I could just write out a diet plan for you and say, hey, follow this. But it really doesn't like. So what happens when you get tired of following the diet plan, right? You still don't know anything more about nutrition. That doesn't say you have to be a nutritionist or a diet, or, you know, a registered dietitian or anything like that. But you should have a basic understanding of nutrition and the different things that, you know, just the, you know, regular vitamins, A, C, D, and E, right? Fat-soluble vitamins, water-soluble vitamins, D, vitamin acts like a hormone in your body, and so what happens when you're deficient in vitamin D, B vitamins support your liver. So, you know, your liver helps with, you know, fat burning and different things like that. So these are things, right, that uh, I actually teach you <laughs> in my program, right? When we talk about nutrition, like it's so powerful. And so by eating and making different food choices um, that support that, right, it's just really, really powerful. So, um, yeah, just really, you know, this, gosh, I may, I probably should have broken this up into two episodes because there's just so much to this, but really, you know, the key takeaway from this and kind of getting into time here, um, you know, that I want you to get from this episode is, you know, number one, breaking free from the food chains, right? Our daily bread, talking about embracing healthy and balanced relationship with what we eat, Keeping in mind also the spiritual aspect of of it too, right? We never want to get away from that, right? The uh, because the word of God is so important and necessary, more necessary than our necessary food, right? That's what the scripture says. Um, 
as it relates to nourishing our spirit man, right? And the transformative uh, power of, and supportive power of intuitive and mindful eating, um, right? Taking time, different things, uh, different spices, turning on our body signal, listening to our cues, right? Uh, we didn't talk about gut health. We'll probably get that into uh, gut health a little bit in some future episodes, but um, it's actually referred to as the body second brain, right? Um, nourishing our bodies, right? Healthy gut, right? Because it just throws like, look, 80 to 90% of your immunity is in your gut. So if your gut health is off, no wonder you're always sick. No wonder you're always, you know, dealing with all these kinds of things, right? So remember, we're talking about holistic. I take a holistic approach, right? To eating. And so again, making different food choices, not only to balance your hormones, but to support gut health as well because so much is writing on each aspect of that. And so um, listening to your body's uh, cues, huge, right? Good good and bad, right? Remember I was saying uh, the other day that the uh, stress response, the body's natural response is to, you know, shut down everything. It doesn't, it doesn't want to eat, right? It's just when it gets out of control. So not being hungry in, in stressful situations is actually how the body is designed, right? It's just when it gets out of control, when your foot is on the gas all the time and your body is in this constant stress mode, right? I have a thing that I talk about breaking the chronic stress cycle. When your body is constantly stressed, that it switches over and then it starts to do all kind of other things to help, you know, uh, your body just tries to balance itself out. And that's when things kind of get a little wonky and, and go haywire. So... Uh, keep that in mind, but, um, exploring the, the connection between, uh, food, right. And the misconceptions about food and, um, just really, you know, again, like I said, stepping back and just taking a whole different approach and doing a mindset shift as it relates to foods and how we eat, you know, uh, again, omega three, six, and nine. It's not just a three, right? But it's a make a three, six, and nine and doing it, those in ratios, you know, what type of fats I should be eating. Remember, uh, I think I talked about, you know, us just consuming avocados and, uh, and olive oil all the time, because that's just what's being impressed upon us. But there's so many different types of oils and oils are different types of oils do different types of things. But keep in mind, you want to also keep those in ratio too, but eating, you know, fatty fish, flax seeds, um, really have been linked um, to improve mood and cognitive function. You know, really interesting uh, fact. Um, if you're familiar with, uh, well, again, talking about brain health, right, um, and why that's important, I was actually looking up something on uh, spinal fluid um, as it relates to brain health and, and uh, different things like that and how... Um, it really has an impact, right? Your spinal fluid and how it affects your spine because everything is connected to your spine, right? All your nerves and different things like that. So if you're not eating to support those things, like think about the the effect that it has overall, right? Your overall health and well-being. So um, like this thing is, you know, it, it it's a thing, right? Call the thing a thing that um, it, it it's huge. So you know, again, just being mindful of the science behind nutrition and mental well-being, like, um, because it just affects so much, um, so much of our life in making informed choices. And so, 
Um, yeah, that is all I have for now. So I think I've taken up a mu- um, much of your time, but thank you for listening. Uh, today's episode of Renew You, the Evolution of Her Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed our discussion um, on the importance of food of freedom, our daily bread, right? And um, how it provides um, nourishment for your body, uh, soul, and spirit, and um, can support your journey towards optimal health, spiritual, uh, and spiritual well-being. So remember, you can co- cultivate a more balanced and fulfilling life by prioritizing your relationship uh, with food. Like you have to make it a priority, right? Being mindful of the choices that we make. Um, and not only that, you're not only the physical food, but, you know, spiritually, right? With God and incorporating the fit for kingdom principles into your daily life, right? So in addition to seeking God, we also emphasize the significance of food freedom food freedom as a pillar of wellness, uh, nutrition being uh, one of the four pillars, embracing a healthy and balanced relationship with what you eat can be transformative, right? I'm sure you've experienced in that in your life by embracing a healthy and balanced relationship with what you eat, um, listening to your body's unique cues, making choices that support your well-being, avoiding diet traps, strict rules. You can really break free from the bondage that uh food has over so many people right just worrying about it all the time right you know every time they're coming out with this new diet that new diet but you know really eating keeping in mind um eating is an act of worship that nourishes our mind and body and promotes healing balances our hormones reduces inflammation and so much more so I hope that helped to deepen your understanding and practice uh, uh, a little bit more about nutrition, um, so to speak, um, and practice faith and fitness by start. Start by incorporating regular prayer, reading, meditation into your daily routine, right? That's our daily bread, right? Talking about the spiritual aspect of it and use the fit for kingdom um, principles, um, in your in your daily life and so uh, if you're just joining me for the first time I actually have the fit for the kingdom devotional uh, daily app to help guide you with that um, where you can engage in physical activities that uh, nourish your body and your mind and bring you joy and so uh, with that being said if you're ready to take your health and wellness and journey on um, to a new level I invite you to explore uh my transformation program, it's called the Renew You Transformation Program. It's a personalized 12-week immersion program that combines the fit for the kingdom, uh, faith-based principles, nutrition, exercise, and other spiritual growth um, strategies. Talk about stress management and sleep um, to support your overall health and spiritual well-being. Um, keeping in mind that it's a holistic approach that integrates your faith Um faith, fitness, and other health goals as well. So if you want some more information about that, feel free to reach out to me, send me a direct message or email to Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L at she's fit, S-H-E-Z-Z-F-I-T.com. I'm here to support you on your faith 
food and fitness journey. So again, thank you for listening. And I eagerly await your presence in the next episode where we will continue to discuss um, transforming your life from the inside out. Until then, if the Lord says the same, stay blessed and renewed in Jesus name. provided in this podcast is intended for general information and educational purposes only. Any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is at your own risk. If you have or suspect you may have a medical or mental health condition, please seek the advice of a qualified healthcare professional. The hosts and guests of this podcast do not assume any liability or responsibility for any actions taken based on the information provided.